0: please rate and review this in the App Store because I want this to be discoverable for others so they can navigate their careers. Hope you enjoy the episode. All righty. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Happy Hump Day. We made it. We made it. Yeah, kind of. We need to get through today to make it halfway through the week. But uh, for those of you who are tuned in early, welcome. Good morning. Twitter Spaces, what's going on? TikTok, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, It's good to be with you all this morning. Really excited for this one. I say I'm excited every day and I really am because I love talking to new people. I always learn something, but I'm excited to talk about Tim um, because again, so, so Tim, you know, I I put out kind of a call to call to action a few months ago about saying, Hey, I need, I I want people to share their job search story. Who, who has done it a little bit unconventionally and and Tim, Tim slid into the DMS and he goes, he goes, I think I got something. And, And so, uh, we were chatting off air before we went live, and uh, Tim, Tim's got a really cool story, um, and uh, I did not know this, but Tim does it, did exactly what I preached, and lo and behold, it worked. Imagine that. So uh, excited to have Tim on. Um, real quick, as, as people are trickling in this morning, uh, for those of you who do not know what Guidance Council 2.0 is, uh, this is a multifaceted live show, as I like to say. Um, so this show originally started... Uh, with me going live for eight to 12 minutes every day during COVID to share some tip or trick of the job search. Um, kind of like what I've done Monday and Tuesday. If you tuned in Monday, and Tuesday, it's very short episodes, 10 minutes or so of me kind of talking about how to work with recruiters or how to write a resume and all that. Well, I had a bunch of people start to DM me as I was, uh, going, starting my show and and they were like, Hey, I'd love to come on and share my story. And I said, absolutely. And so two and a half years later, it's pretty cool. Uh, two and a half years later, this thing's still going. I've had amazing guests like Tim on. Um, and so just, just talking about, uh, the job search and, and, and trying to break it down to everybody and be a resource. So that's what this is at a high level. The second thing is the networking platform. So Tim and I are going to talk about commonality on the job search and why that's so important. Um, and so I want this to be the common theme with a lot of people. So, um, really, if I were you, I would log into the show every day, say, Hey, comment. The reason why I tell people to comment is because we're not in the metaverse yet, right? I can't see your avatar. So you really can't bring visibility to yourself unless you comment. So if you comment, I would network with everybody who comments. And you're going to slowly build your network. Because like I said, I've been doing this for two and a half years now. Um, And then the final thing is, is I do this live. So you can ask questions. Tim is a wealth of knowledge. His job search, he did it the right way. And now is the time to pick someone's brain who did the job search correctly. So ask questions, be engaged. Um, And finally, want to give a shout out to ATL. Uh, the sponsor of my show. Um, they're, an, they're an amazing event. Um, I was there this past year. I'm going to be one of the hosts for 2023. If you use the code GC2.0, you get a few bucks off. It's expensive. Listen, listen. the ticket's expensive, but I think it's worth it. I really, really, truly think it's worth it. Talk to your company. Ask if they can pay for your ticket. They most likely will. Um, Saying it's an amazing event. Um, and then finally, I want to give a shout out to people tuning in. Dev, finally. It's good to see you, buddy. Ricardo, Brett. Um, I Dev, I can vouch for your methods working flawlessly. Well, thank you, Dev. I'll, I'll I'll send you a check later. Uh Kevin, thank you so much. Good to see you. Allison from Ladders checking in. I love it. It's good to see you, Ally. Uh Chris, Yolanda, Albertus. I love that name. Emmett, Grant, Daniel. Monday, Taylor. The countdown is on for Monday. It's just around the corner. I can't wait to meet the rest of the team. So really excited. Josh is joining Vaco um from the data side of things um so i'm really excited that josh is going to be part of the family jc good morning as well all right so i want to go and dive in tim let's give the people what they want who are you what do you do where are you from and we'll go from there
1: uh hey so i'm tim stoneberg and i work for a company called steel series we make a high quality hardware for the video game industry Uh, So I'm I'm wearing a SteelSeries headset. Um, We do some really cool things. does it sound great. Uh, We do some really cool things. Uh, In fact, I was at a meeting with some R&D just last week that I can't talk about, (laughs) but we do some really cool things with with computer hardware. Uh, So we make headsets, keyboards, mice, mouse pads, and some other uh, miscellaneous things like thumbsticks and stuff for controllers.
0: That's cool, that's cool. And then where are you located?
1: Uh, so I am in the Chicago suburbs and Love that's it. where our United States headquarters is located. That's awesome.
0: That's awesome. All right, Tim. So <clears throat> let's go and dive in about your job search. So, cause, so give the people like, a high, high level overview. What went down? Just start, start <laughs> kind of from, from target and, and, and bring it all the way to modern day.
1: All right. So in two 2000- thousand. Thirteen-ish, I was working at Target full-time, uh, making under ten bucks an hour, and I was working in their back room in their warehouse. And long story short, I decided that I had maximized my efficiency at Target. I could no longer do my warehouse job any more efficient than I had been right. doing it before. Maxed uh, yeah, maxed out, right? I felt like I needed something more, and so I decided to go on a job search i had a great interview with apple that's what i thought uh they didn't think the same (laughs) so that caused me to uh for once kind of introspectively look at at how i was being perceived by other people versus like how i saw myself and uh, i realized there was a discongruency there um so i decided to go to college that was my next step that was the thing that i thought may i need to change this so i went to college long story short uh, about five years later i graduated uh, as a mid-30s mid, thir- mid 30s something uh, professional and got my first real job at the college that I graduated from. Okay. Um, worked, that was back in, let me pull up, I have some dates pulled up. That was, <laughs> I was offered the job at Loyola University Chicago uh, January 29th, 2019. Okay, And uh, I worked there a year and then COVID started. And my job was a primarily IT focused, which is not what I actually wanted to do. Like, 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 like,
0: like on the infrastructure side, like, like tech, tech stuff,
1: it, like, like plugging like network cables into things yeah, and doing okay. like Hot IT okay. related, like physical hardware related stuff. Okay. Um, I always had a love for software though. Um, fun fact, I released several apps on iTunes before I ever, before any of this ever happened. Uh, but okay. that's a whole other story of <laughs> me wanting to make an app for my son that didn't exist. Anyways. Okay. Um, uh, so I started there, uh, in, in 2019 pandemic happened and my job rapidly went from uh, doing IT work and also some computer engineering to me, to be Mm. very blunt, uh, helping professors deal with Zoom calls for the first time in their lives uh, for like a long time. Um, so that was like March of what 2020. And yeah. so summer <laughs> came of 2020 and I realized that I, I think that I want to find something different. And so I started the job search, the same one that I think everyone has gone through. I did it exactly the way that I thought that it should be done. This is not how I got the Job Steel series, by the way. Um, I put my resume in, I made, cleaned it up, made it look great, all these things. And, uh, I submitted it to, you know, everywhere. If I had the qualifications of something, I submitted it, I submitted it all across the board, just scattershot. How many, how many
0: resumes do you think you submitted when you started the job search?
1: Oh, uh, just even thinking about it, how many resumes as in documents or how many places did I submit it to? Because I did tailor it a little bit too, like I did the things, like I did the things. (laughs) I tailored it to the places I was submitting it to. And I, I I submitted it all across the board. Easy apply on LinkedIn or actually going to the place's website and submitting it through their contact form or whatever it was. I submitted it everywhere. And I got plenty of interviews in this, this summer of, I guess it was 2020. Okay. And um, made it to some final rounds, didn't get any job offers. And keep in mind, I was working at Loyola University Chicago. So it's, sure. it's college. Um, so things kind of slowed down in the summer. I had a little bit more time to, to do interviews during the summer, but then the school year started again. And so I just stopped my job search. Okay. Um, cause you know, I have a job and you know, I didn't find anything over the summer. So, sure. um, so that fall kind of went, uh, and started and I got busy and I started ignoring all of the recommended emails that I would get from LinkedIn. Hey, you know, you're a good fit for this job or whatever else. I just stopped reading them. And it was like October of that fall. I, I just clicked on one. Uh, I don't even know why. And in this email, was a company that i recognized the company i work for steel series um i just clicked on it It was so it's just like so happenstance i just clicked this email i saw this job i clicked into it and i started reading it and i was like okay the job description is definitely like enticing to me like the, the, the 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 tools that they use and what they're doing it is what i actually want to do and i know i like the company because i am clearly a gamer i have like gaming stuff all around my house if you saw the rest of my house you'd realize that this like these Bowser stuffed animals and and like it's doesn't do it justice. Okay, <laughs> like all right. So uh, I knew I liked the company and yeah. I knew I was a good fit for the job. And so I, as I kept reading this job description and all the details of it, I realized one, I don't know enough about this job to know if if it is a good fit for me. But I really am starting to think that it is. And so I right. decided I am not going to apply for this job in the way that I always apply for it. Like I literally yeah, like my, what job.
0: what made that flip switch.
1: I I think it was, it was my my poor experience the previous summer. You know what I mean? Like that that too. all of these interviews that I went on the previous summer, like I would have taken those jobs and I guarantee I would have been so unhappy at those jobs. If I was still there, they weren't the right companies for me. They weren't, I didn't care about their product. What I cared about was just finding a new job. And that's not a good way to be. That's not a good way to get to fall somewhere where you belong. Um, So, instead of submitting uh, it might even had easy apply i don't know but instead of clicking that button what i did was i went on to the steel series linkedin page Mm. and i looked through all their employees until i found somebody um that had a uh an hr looking title and seemed like they were open to uh you know being contacted right um so i i i i
0: I reached out to that person. What was your message? Do you remember at all <clears throat> how it was crafted? Because I think that's what a lot of people have problems with is like, I just feel weird messaging strangers.
1: Um, I don't, I don't remember this specific message. Okay. I could pull it up if we wanted to after the fact. Okay. Um, but my, but my message was, was just one of, of truth and passion, right? Okay. Like, I have no doubt that whatever I said to this person that I got in touch with, I conveyed that I passionately felt that I was a good enough candidate for the job that I needed more information to like make that official judgment call like I needed more information from them. Um, And I was just truthful in that. And I don't mean truthful like I need a job and also it fits. I mean like this one job that I'm looking at is something that I really think I'm a good fit for. And I don't want to waste your time. I don't want you to waste your time. But I really want to know. And I just conveyed that in a message. And the this person uh, they got back to me and they're not even they weren't the person hiring for that position. Uh, But they got me in touch with that person. And it snowballed from there. And I started making real person-to-person connections with that team that I'm now working with. That's crazy. Um, and, and it just, it it, it it put me in a position where even though there, I've been told there were 2,000 applicants for this job, and I wasn't one of those 2,000 applicants. <laughs> I was the one person who wasn't an applicant. And it put me ahead of all of them. There could have been a million applicants. Right. In fact, it would have been worse for them if there were a million applicants because they would have had to filter through a million instead of 2,000. But I think that just being the the one the one passionate person that's looking for a job and since I happened to just be honest with myself, honest with them from the gates, that particular scenario just worked out for everyone.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and here I am, um, almost I two that. years later. Mm, and that's awesome. The company's awesome. My coworkers are as awesome as I could tell during the interview.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, which was one of the things that I really cared about when i was interviewing with them like i said i had some bad interviews um uh like bad bad fit interview fits in in in, yeah in the previous summer um the interviews i felt went 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 fine Mm -hmm. um but when i was interviewing with my coworkers at steel series like we have uh, more often than not there's a common interest which i think helps like we're all gamers at the company was a gaming yeah. company you know and so it's easy to break ice and it's it's just a, a good culture fit for me and i could just tell like right away from the interviewing that these are people that i'm going to work with every day yeah. i like talking to them now <laughs> so yeah. this is a good sign you you need to get along with and have common interests i think with their company with your coworkers, and all these things and you know it's not what well,
0: let me ask you this, because I, I think there's so a few things to break down here. First off, would you recommend for people to maybe think about what type of industries or companies they want to work for before they jump into the job search and be maybe start really narrow? Because I think what you said, I think there's a lot of people, and, and for those of you who are still watching, definitely comment. I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Because I feel like a lot of times, especially for junior devs, it's like, I just need a job. I just need a job. But the one thing I heard from you was – You actually cared more about this one because it was something you were passionate about. It sounds like that's what put you over the edge. So, would it behoove? That's my only big word I know. (laughs) Um, Would it behoove behoove me? (laughs) Would it behoove people to maybe start super narrow and be like, well, I I have a passion for e com or marketing. So, I want to go work at a marketing company. Like, do, do you think that could be beneficial?
1: Isn't it ironic that that's, I do, I guess, a hundred percent, 110%. I I think that it's, it behooves people to have that narrow focus when you are, you know, when you're doing, it's not just job searching. You you think about when, like, for instance, I mentioned, I went back to college. I went to and got my degree at a university. And one of the things that I learned uh, as we gave lots of speeches at, uh, I went to liberal arts college. So there was a lot of paper writing and speeches. And one thing you learn is the narrower your focus of what you wanna talk about, the more you have to talk about. And I think that that, that applies to so many areas. And it's I, I think it, it's so easy to convey your passionate when you have narrowed down your job search to a company that you're passionate about, right? Like it's, imagine they talk to two people and one is passionate, one is semi-passionate. Like all things the same, you're probably going to make a better impression if you're passionate about it. Right. So yeah. yeah, Narrow the focus for sure.
0: I love that. What about, um, from a, from an interview perspective, so I want to highlight one thing we talked about off air is, uh, your email signature and commonalities talk about what happened there and, and how could people replicate that in a way or try to integrate maybe their passions into the job search.
1: Yeah, that was, uh, it was a really great, like looking back in this, the, what we talked about off the air is uh, like, I look fondly of that, like happenstance thing. Um, so anyone watching out there. So what happened was, as you do when you interview for any company, you talk to a lot of different people. And one of the people that I interviewed with. Um, we had several email exchanges when I was doing like the technical part of the interview. I had to put together a project and we emailed some, you know, requirements back and forth and stuff that, you know, software engineers do. And normally I'm on my PC and I will, you know, reply an email. However, in one response to one email to this engineer on the team, I happened to, I wasn't at my PC. I was, I, I replied to it on my phone and, So I use an iPhone and my signature when I reply to emails on my iPhone is not, uh, you know, sent from iPhone or whatever the default is. It is sent from Firelink Shrine. This is not just, you know, this all the emails that I send on my my phone have that signature. I have no idea. Right. You have no idea. But you know what? The person that I was interviewing with happened to also play the game that references Firelink Shrine. If you are a gamer and you play the games. Uh, made by From Software, specifically Dark Souls, or, or, or many others. You will know that Firelink Shrine is the hub for all of the the things that happen in that game. And the person that I was interviewing with also played that game, and so it imme- it immediately took me from being a, a person with a resume with a name at the top to all of a sudden I'm I'm me. And I have interests outside of just getting this job. And it made me connect with that individual person. And so like, what can people do in regards to making that connection? It's hard to say because you have to be authentic. You know, I didn't add Sent from Firelink Shrine because I was interviewing with a gaming company. I have that because I like games (laughs) and I'm okay with people that don't play games seeing that signature as well. So because I either you're going to ask me about it and I'm going to be able to tell you about a, a series of games that I think is just amazing that you should play even if you're not a gamer you should eventually play the From Software games but nonetheless it starts a conversation one and two it just gives somebody a a way to connect like parse yeah like yeah like connect and and, and just like figure out who you are outside of just like the boxes that you're checking on a form you know like we're hiring people. We should be hiring people in, in like the, that we're talking to not numbers, not, you know, you're not limited to just the, the boolean fields in your form, you know, like you're more than this. Um, And so like, I look fondly back at that whole interaction and how like me and this person just connected during the job search. And I felt like at that moment, the job was mine. Uh, I still had to I still had to do great in the technical interview and I still had to just determine if this was the right company for me, because just because I connected with one person doesn't mean that I knew that this was the right company for me. yet. Mm -hmm. Like that's part of the interview process is like if you're confident enough to narrow your search down to a specific company that you want to work for, then you should also be confident enough to be able to go to an interview and walk away and say, even though if they offer me this job, it's not the right fit for me. Mm-hmm. Because the right fit's out there, you yeah. just have to you have to find it, and you have to you have to do these things. I th- I think to have any sort of like real success nowadays.
0: I love that. Yeah, I mean, I would <clears throat> I'd recommend people to put their interests or hobbies on their LinkedIn. Um, I you know, people ask me this too: interest, hobbies on resume. I, I, yeah, I mean, I think a small thing. I mean, I wouldn't like make it half a page, but <laughs> you know, if if you know, if I put interest ice hockey, um, corgis uh, iced coffee and wine. Like, I think there's enough there where somebody can probably hit off a conversation with me. So I love that. I, I think trying to personalize yourself in a very interpersonal process, like the interview process is, 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 is huge. I, I, I want to go, I want to give a shout out to a few, few more people, uh, this morning. Um, it's great to see you, all, uh, Kevin, Daniel, um nate it's good to see y'all and then jordan it's good to see you as well it's, it's so good to have a crew here this morning so i want to go back to a topic we talked about off air about being true to yourself when it comes to interviewing i know we caught time to talk about just now with like your your interests and stuff but i mean because i think the biggest i think that one of the biggest questions i get is like how do i be in an interview like just how do i be like do i be myself do i be kind of a version of myself I always say first first date vibes is what I always say, like (laughs) you need to be who you are, but maybe not be like over the top. So, Tim, I'm curious. What are your thoughts on being true to yourself in the interview process?
1: Okay, so I I do have some thoughts about this. Um, Are they common, typical thoughts? I don't know. Uh, uh, so I'm, the, so I'm married. The show's and wide
0: open. So say, I, say, say whatever.
1: I like using my wife as examples for things because she has uh, molded me <laughs> into the best version of myself. Um, you know, so I, I took Rachel out on a, a first date uh, many years ago, and I took her to a nice restaurant. I did the things, and the you know that you're supposed to do, um, like be kind and, and such. Um, <laughs> but I told her on her first date, you know. Like you're going to be okay. Imagine, like, best case scenario, you get married just like, just like I did with with Rachel. You're going to be eating around this person all the time. So, I like eating French onion soup a lot at restaurants. It's like my favorite meal at a restaurant. And yeah. I wanted to order French onion soup, but it's probably not the greatest thing to order on a first date.
0: Probably
1: not. You know, probably not. But I told her instead, I, I, so what are my options there? I either don't order it or I, Order it and say nothing, or I or I took a different route and I said, listen, I <laughs> I love French onion soup. You don't I'm know French onion me. soup
0: connoisseur. Just let me do right, like
1: animal. I you know probably there's onions in it, etc. You know, but I was like, listen, I'm probably not gonna look very. I, I don't know the exact words. I'm probably not gonna look very attractive while I'm eating the soup or whatever. But like, I really want the soup, so you're either gonna have to like accept this part of me, or you know, or not, or not. Like it's fine, yeah. but Except like just French be truthful, onion. right? i think that like that mentality is important in an interview um you you, yeah first date vibes but like successful for first date vibes you know what i mean like the kind of first dates that lead to more dates kind of vibes like being true knowing like who you are and like letting the other person see who you are is important. important Um, if, you, if you go through any interpersonal relationship, whether it's in an interview or with a, another, you know, a friend or someone that could be a friend, if you're not, if you're like being somebody that you're not during that, that like initial process, eventually it's not going, to, things aren't going to line up. And then there's right. going to be like some sort of friction to like reconcile that. And so why not give the company you're talking to, the people that work on that company, why not give them who you are? Yeah. be yourself and then they can decide and you can decide if you guys work well together. Yeah. Let's have as much data as we can. Let's have the information out there so that yeah. we can all, you know, mesh
0: together. Yeah, Jordan goes first date vibes is a beautiful way of putting it. Be hundred percent yourself, but don't scare them off either. Yeah. So if you get anything out of this interview, eat French onion soup during an interview. <laughs> yes, that's, you, that's, you will hit the that's slot that's machine and, and win. <laughs> yeah, I, I, but but I, I love that though. I love that. Let me, let me ask you this. Um, because, cause we are, we are wrapping up time here time. Time flies when you're having fun with friends, as I like to say. Um, so one thing that we talked about off air is trying something different if the same thing's not working. And I think a lot of people need to hear that right now. So can you expound on that?
1: Yeah. Uh, it's, it's true to so many things. Um, you know, (laughs) <laughs> in, in my initial job search um, during like the start of the pandemic, that summer of bad interviews, right? That was me trying the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. And it worked to a point. Uh, it didn't lead me, thankfully, <laughs> to a job at one of those companies. But by the time I was ready to interview again, it was very apparent to me that that way didn't work for me last time. And that could have been for many different reasons sure but i do know that if i would have applied for this job in that same way the best case scenario is that i was two one of 2001 applicants you know what i mean yeah and i wasn't able to differentiate myself i decided that this was the time to try something new much mm-hmm. like when i had that bad interview at apple and i thought i did great and didn't get the job way before i even went back to college or anything like that i i walked away from that for once, trying to like look at myself and realizing, hey, you need to do something different here. Like people aren't perceiving you the way that you're perceiving your abilities, and maybe there's a there is definitely a disconnect. Where is that disconnect? And in that moment, I decided I need to do something different. I need to go to college. And of course, I thought, oh well, I'm just going to get a piece of paper. It turns out, I didn't know much about anything. It seems. Uh, so I learned a ton in 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 college, um, and in. And that's just one of the examples of just trying something different because what had been not working is going to continue to not work if you don't change what you do.
0: Yeah, I feel like I, feel like I see all these posts on LinkedIn. I submitted 600 applications and nothing's going anywhere. And I'm like, why didn't you stop like at 300? <laughs> Maybe 200. Like, why did you keep doing the same thing? And I think people... Again, I think people just don't know what's up from down in the job search, and don't know how to get started. And 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 you know and that's why I want to have people on like you on the pod. Where it's, I mean, listen, the the job search is tough. I'm not gonna dis I'm not gonna discount that. And yeah. people pe- people are giving you props with your shirt, by the way, right here. <laughs> <and then. That's laughs> Thank you. one. There's another one up here as well. Love your shirt. Um. So I, but p- people are just so overwhelmed. But and it's hard. But it's not as hard as I think people make it out to be.
1: Mm. It's, it is. It's, it's like it's it's just ironic because there's like my, use terms like use case because I'm a software engineer. OK, sure, so like bear sure. with bear with the semi. Well, you're talking to a bunch like,
0: of software engineers. All yeah, sure. right. <laughs> We're good. So
1: like, yeah, my use case in the job search is not necessarily what, um, you know, one of one of the other viewers right now is like when I was looking for the job that I'm currently at, I had a job. And that is a different that's totally a different use case than someone that doesn't have a job. But the, the, but that's the thing. That's the ironic thing is that I don't think that the strategy for finding a good job for yourself changes whether or not you're you currently have a job. It might make you feel that you need to put out 600 applications. But like I. Did the summer of the bad job searches, if I would have landed at one of those, those jobs, I'd be so sad right now because I would yeah. be developing software that I don't really care about. Right. I just, the, the industry that it was in was just something that's not interesting to me.
0: That makes sense. That makes sense. So as we wrap it up here so two questions for you as we wrap it up. Um, and again, thanks for everybody for tuning in today. Um, if you have any questions, please ask them now. So the la- second last question, What's your favorite Christmas movie
1: or holiday yeah. movie? Oh, yeah. So I love holidays. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, got out the Christmas candles I really, already.
0: I don't know if there's really a Thanksgiving movie, but like I, I would just say, what, what's your favorite holiday movie?
1: Oh, I have uh, – man, this is really put me on the spot.
0: I know. So can
1: yeah. I – hold on. I know the, is people oh, love this or this, but can I give you like early holiday versus late yes. holiday? Yes, okay. go ahead. So Bring my favorite down, early holiday yeah. movie is
0: Elf okay um, i that. like i think it's a great kind of like intro into the season yeah i that.
1: I, I just I, yeah i just i i love i love that movie at the beginning and then at the end i like watching love actually with my wife we watched it on christmas oh, right. eve we wrap all of the presents which is a whole other story because you know uh-huh. we have three kids and yeah. you know when we when i was in college we were pretty poor and we actually had help. Like we were on a list and people donated presents to our kids Um, and that helped us get through those holiday seasons. And, you know, now that isn't the case anymore. And we intend, fully intend, when, when our, I feel like when my oldest son, who's 12 now, when he's just slightly older, when he's really old enough to appreciate being able to like pay that forward, pay that back like that, when he understands that like the Christmases that he experienced, were slightly different than how Rachel and I experienced Christmas because it was a little bit more fraught than he remembers. And once he can, once he can really, once my kids can appreciate that paying it forward, I can't wait to sponsor a family on our own. Right. And like, show them, you know, like you had good Christmases that you remember because other people helped us and now it's our turn. And I think that like, so anyway so we watch love actually on christmas eve uh and that's when we wrap the presents and so yeah awesome. it's uh, it's one of my favorites but I there's so it.
0: many others there's like four There's christmas so many days. others there's so know. many others um all right so last question of the show the show is called guidance counselor 2.0 because we had guidance counselors in middle school high school and college but really now as adults we don't really have guidance counselors we have therapists which i'm a big fan of but we don't have necessarily guidance counselors so what would be your biggest piece of career advice for your younger self
1: Let me, let me think for just a minute, my my biggest piece of career advice for my younger self. I don't know that I would change anything. I don't have a good enough frame of reference. You know, I, (laughs) I was a a waiter at restaurants for like, I don't know what I feel was like 10, 15 years. I don't know, probably not that long, but, but a long time. And I learned a lot of skills that I use nowadays um, in my engineering job that I learned as being a waiter, like I learned how to talk to people I don't know. And that's not a skill I had, but that's a super useful skill now. Uh, I talk to other people in other departments all the time. And having having developed those things, so here's, here's my answer to your question, is that I I don't know that I would change anything because it's made me the person that I am. But if I sure. were to talk to my previous self, I would say, make sure that no matter what situation you're in, you're learning from it. I love it.
0: I love that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, for those of you who are still with us, thanks again for hanging out with Tim and I today. Go connect with Tim. Um, uh, Like I said, uh, shoot him a DM. Um, Say, obviously, you loved him on the show today. Um, But for those of you who are watching and you got something out of this, please share this episode for somebody who may get something out of this as well. Tim, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. Stay on real quick as we wrap up. But y'all have a great rest of your Wednesday. Tomorrow morning, we are going live with Unicorn Finders, my other podcast, because a man can't have too many podcasts. So tomorrow morning, 9.30 a.m. Central, Unicorn Finders. We are with a really cool startup who's doing some pretty amazing things. So check us out. And then Friday, we're wrapping up the week with another Meet the Team Part 2. You're going to be meeting my main recruiter out of Atlanta, Matt Driggers. So it's going to be a blast. So y'all have a great one. We'll see y'all tomorrow. Peace. Hey, you did it. You listened to an entire episode and I am very grateful because you know why? There's a lot of podcasts out there. There's a lot of episodes and I myself rarely finish an entire episode. So I appreciate you so, so much for listening. Quick reminder, please rate and review this podcast in the app store. I want this to be discoverable to others and the only way that happens is if you take the time right now and rate and review it. Please, like right now. Unless you're driving, then don't do it. So thank you again. If you need to reach out to me, Taylor at Vaco.com or at T Destin on all social media handles. And I hope you have a fantastic day.